Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and it's time for Change the Game podcast for Thursday, November 28th, 2019. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners out there. Hope you're ready to enjoy some great food, some football, or whatever else you want to watch today. If you're not into football, sorry about that, I guess. But this is a special Thanksgiving episode of Change the Game as I am getting into wrestling for the first time on the podcast for this second episode of Change the Game. And let me tell you, I was in attendance on Saturday night for NXT TakeOver War Games at the Allstate Arena, which was the second of four straight WWE events that took place at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont. That being Friday Night SmackDown on Friday, War Games on Saturday, Survivor Series on Sunday, and then on Monday, of course, Monday Night Raw. And let me tell you, while Survivor Series was very good, a, a very good pay-per-view, and I am going to get into that because that is the one of the big four pay-per-views for WWE, along with, of course, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and the Royal Rumble. Then I guess if you're going to throw money in the bank, it's now a big five. I will get into that. But once again, NXT TakeOver outperforms its WWE counterpart. You just got to... Say it's that simple. I mean, the crowd was absolutely ridiculous. It was insanity how awesome War Games was. I had an absolute blast uh, going there with my girl. That was her first wrestling event that she saw, and, and she had a great time. And she's not even a a wrestling fan like I am. So you know, when when, when you can. When you see that people who aren't even really wrestling fans, you know, experiencing WWE for the first time and they have a blast, you, you just know you have something special. And and let me tell you, this was special, very special from the the opening promo, not really promo, but the opening video, uh, which was narrated by the GOAT, the great Shawn Michaels, my personal favorite wrestler of all time, the guy who really made me fall in love with wrestling the heartbreak kid Mr. HBK and you start off with the women's war game match Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair and Kaylee Ray versus the team of Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim and Tegan Knox. and these ladies put their bodies on the line of course the war games Borrowed from WCW days. Now I believe this was the third War Games event for NXT. It was either second or third. But you have two rings side by side. And then a giant steel cage is lowered down. And it was really cool when they lowered the cage. The lights start going off. The horn sounds lady says welcome to war games i mean it was just you know the whole crowd was fired up for it i mean it was it was ridiculous and you know just so many great moments from a crowd perspective i think i really liked how 
Io Shirai got a lot of a big pop from the crowd. The crowd was very behind her from the beginning. Lots of EO, EO chants. That was really cool to me. Um, I thought that the ladies did a great job keeping the action at a good pace. You know, I'm not sure if it was better per se than the men's one, which was later on. But I think they did a little better job than the men did of pacing. I think the one thing that you could say they didn't do is bring out tables because everybody wanted them to bring out tables. But honestly, I'm glad that they didn't now after watching the whole event, obviously, because of what happened in the in the men's war games match later in the night. I'm very happy that they didn't bring out tables, so they left us as fans thirsty for for tables so i felt like this was a great event i felt like it was a great way to start off a pay-per-view you had big spots um rhea ripley she was really hot the crowd was really behind her the Rhea's gonna kill you chance that was that was great. Um, I really felt like there was just something about the crowd. I've never been to an NXT event live, and I've watched NXT Takeover, of course, before. But I just that was that kind of blew me away how intense. And I was, you know, I was screaming. I almost lost my voice that night uh, from all the screaming that I did. But you know, I knew about NXT crowds, of course, watching on TV, but. Watching on TV, WWE Network and everything, and then being there in person is just two totally different events. I've been to four wrestling events now. I went to Battleground in the summer of 2015 in St. Louis, which, you know, was pretty awesome. I mean, got to see John Cena uh, defend his U.S. championship against Kevin Owens. Uh, The main event was Brock Lesnar. fighting Seth Rollins for Rollins WWE championship. And then the undertaker came out and interrupted the match. And that was amazing seeing the undertaker saw money in the bank in St. Louis in the summer of 2017. Once again, went to money in the bank at Allstate arena uh, last summer of 2018, which that was probably my favorite wrestling event that I had been to. It was either that or Battleground. I mean, maybe I'll go with Battleground. Just seeing The Undertaker was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. But I think that, and I'm going to have to take a little more time to process to to make sure that this is the case, but I think that NXT War Games was my favorite wrestling event that I saw in person. And there was only four matches on the main card. And that's why I say, and this applies to a lot of different things. Whether you're talking about TV shows or movies or, you know, especially like I remember having this conversation with somebody about um, Star Wars. I said, it's it's more, you know, Disney is trying to pull out all these Star Wars movies. I said, well, it's more about quality of movies than the quantity, you know, and I and I think that easily applies to wrestling. You know, I'd much rather have four quality matches over a bigger quantity of matches and just have them not be as good, you know. And Survivor Series was a good pay-per-view, don't get me wrong. And Survivor Series had 
more matches on the card, but it just wasn't as good as TakeOver War Games. And I think, you know, part of Survivor Series not being as good was the crowd was a was not as invested in some of the moments. Like, there were some moments where they were definitely big-time invested, but as far as being completely invested, the crowd at, at War Games was absolutely insane it was awesome to be there i think that i think one of my uh, favorite spots was definitely when bel-air hit that 450 splash on ripley and then all the women were down and then so then after this everybody's down dakota kai she's coming out she's the next woman to come in the cage then she kicks her best friend Tegan Knox right in the cage. And I mean, that was just insane. And she didn't just kick her. I mean, she obliterated Tegan Knox. I mean, just absolutely demolishing her knee, slamming the the door of the steel cage into her knee. It was brutal. How badly she was messing her up. And man, the crowd was stunned. I was shocked. I mean, I thought, you know. Obviously, in the storyline, you know, these are supposed to be best friends. I love the heel turn, though. I love it. I couldn't believe what was going on. And I thought, well, how are they supposed, how is, how are their team supposed to win now? It's basically two on four. And I remember some people in the crowd are like, well, no, somebody else is going to come out and help them. I don't know about all that. That's the, that, that can't, uh, that cannot happen. I felt like I felt like that that was something that that couldn't happen but man I was just how I was totally shocked by that I mean you think that they're, they're best friends and it's just the ultimate uh wrestling move right there the ultimate heel turn you know you you can't not love to see a great heel turn executed perfectly and that's what this was this was a heel turn executed perfectly a vicious assault uh you saw uh, the legend William Regal coming out, the GM of NXT, trying to break it up. And, man, she she would not stop. It was a good couple minutes that she was assaulting her. And so, you know, then you get back to the match, and there was some there was some other great spots in the match. I thought that the pacing was very good. And... Yeah, well, you know what? Another thing I really loved was um, Moro Ronaldo, the announcer for NXT, who, by the way, is by far the best WWE announcer. I am not here for the Ronaldo slander that that will not be appreciated by myself. So don't come at me. I don't care what social media or whatever. Do not tell me anything negative about. My man, Mauro Ronaldo, because he is the best WWE announcer there is. I am hoping, beyond hope, that he is going to call the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury rematch like he did uh, for their first fight, uh, you know. But the crowd was chanting Mamma Mia, and I thought it was awesome. Um, Corey Graves, you can get out of here with your negative tweets. Um, I used to like Corey Graves, but... You know, 
it's clear that these people like JBL too, it's clear that they're just jealous of him, you know? And he deals, you got to understand, he does deal with, with bipolar. He is bipolar. So, you know, he deals with, he'll have a great performance and he'll still think he did terrible. So, you know, I, I respect that. And I just respect him. I think he's an awesome announcer. I thought it was great that the crowd was chanting Mamma Mia. It was clear that everybody loves Morrow, and uh, I do too. I think he's awesome. I thought the end with the the slam off the top of the cage was great. Just Just a great way to kick off war games. I mean, Team Ripley picks up the win. I mean, that, hey, that, I, I got to say, that shocked me. I'm like, well, how in the world are Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae supposed to win? But they, they got it done. They They did get it done. And... You know, Ripley hit that Riptide slam on Baszler, the, the NXT Women's Champion, on the two steel chairs that were open. I mean, that was pretty awesome. But when Sheree was on the top of the cage and hit the moonsault, that was, oh, man. And I guess um, I went back and watched it on, on the network. I actually watched it last night. And Ronaldo goes, Mama effing Mia. And then that's when the, the crowd started chanting Mama Mia. I mean, that was just, that was an epic moment. I mean, there were just, there was a couple epic moments in this match. And that's that's all you can ask for as a wrestling fan is just to have fun, cheer. You know, I'm not here for negativity with WWE. I'm not here for negativity from people who are not wrestling fans. And I am certainly not here for negativity from people who are wrestling fans. Because this was just, in my opinion, NXT with another A-plus pay-per-view. I mean, is it really a pay-per-view? I mean, I guess it is, but like, can can you buy? I wonder if, can you really buy NXT TakeOver on pay-per-view? I don't think so, but, you know, I think we just call it pay-per-view because that's just what we call like Survivor. Because I know you could still buy like Survivor Series on pay-per-view, but I don't think you can buy NXT on pay-per-view. But that being said... I still call it pay-per-view, but Team Ripley picks up the win, even though they were outnumbered four to two. Um, that was that was awesome. I thought it was very well paced. I thought that that was a great, great match. Ripley and Larray celebrating. Uh, great to see those two pick up the win. You know, outnumbered. It would have been cool to see EO pick up a win, but like that's just the way the match goes. And I I was very impressed. And then there was that clip for Jumanji. There's a new Jumanji movie coming out next week. Uh, so the so the Rock was technically there, I guess, on a promo for his his new movie. That would have been awesome if he came out. Uh then the next match was the triple threat match. Uh, the winner would take on Adam Cole for the NXT title. Survivor Series the next month is Pete Dunne 
Damian Priest and Killian Dane. And this match was good. I, I wouldn't say it was a great match. I would say I would say it was maybe if we're going like by stars, you know, five stars being the best. I would say the opening match deserved man. I want to say four and a half to five stars. Like, I feel like I'm sliding them saying four and a half. So I'm going to go ahead and give the ladies five stars. I thought it was a five-star match. I thought they did fantastic. I think right now the women's division, I think CM Punk was right what he said, that the women's division is the best thing going in in WWE right now. I, I would have to agree with that. That the women are constantly putting out great performances. Not saying the men don't put out great performances too. But you know, shout out to all the ladies of WWE. They are killing it right now. And especially in NXT. They kicked off war games with a bang. I'd say we can give them a five star match. So, But the, the triple threat match with Pete Dunne picking up the win. Uh, to take on Adam Cole who, by the way. That Survivor Series match, which I'll get into a little bit later, that was fantastic. Probably the best match of the night. What a match. But I'd say about three stars, you know, maybe three and a half even. It was a good match, though. Like, good match, just it wasn't as good as the preceding match. That's for sure. But still, the crowd was hot for it. It was a lot of fun. There was every guy had had some good near falls. And I definitely thought that, the right man won. I think Pete Dunne is a really good babyface opponent for the NXT champion Adam Cole, the Undisputed Era. I think that was a perfect foil for him. I really thought Pete Dunne was going to win the championship after the main event of War Games. Well, how is Cole supposed to defend the championship? But I I did like the finish. Um. After that offensive move from Dane and, and Pete Dunne able to pick up the win. And I, I thought for, for Damian Priest, who I'm not a huge fan of, I thought this was definitely one of his better matches. Um, It's hard to work with a guy like that, I, I could imagine. So I thought they got a really good match out of him. I thought it was well-paced. The triple threat format works in this scenario. Sometimes triple threats don't work, you know. And it's not even necessarily the talent involved. It's not even their fault. Sometimes it's just poor booking. See Survivor Series main event. But I thought it was a very good match. Unfortunately, it may have been the worst match on the card. I mean, it's between that and the the next match, which was Matt Riddle against my man Finn Balor. Uh, Great to see Finn Balor. A wrestle a singles match live. Uh, Finn Balor and his return to NXT. They were selling Finn Balor NXT shirts, and they're pretty cool. I just got the the women's the first ever women's war game shirt. I thought it was awesome. It was green. It was my favorite color, and it was ten bucks cheaper than all the other shirts. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna get that one. But that Finn Balor shirt was was pretty dope too. I just didn't really feel like paying thirty five dollars for a shirt to be honest, but. That being said, Finn Balor and Matt Riddle, again, another really good match. I thought it was great when uh, Matt Riddle hit uh, Balor 
with the with the jackhammer, or I guess it's called the bro hammer, uh, for for Riddle. But and everybody started chanting Goldberg. And then uh, he set him up for the spear. You know, those those are Goldberg's moves. The the crowd started chanting Goldberg. Uh, I would love to see them face off. He obviously doesn't like Goldberg. I I think. Why not? That would be a match that I'd be interested in seeing Goldberg come back for. Not like that disaster of the Undertaker match, that's for sure. Which, I mean, you, you were just setting those guys. It's not fair to rip on those guys for that. You were just setting them up for failure, to be honest with you. But, you know, another a really well-paced match. I thought they did a really good job. You know, again, it wasn't as good as the opening match, that's for sure. But, again, I would say it's about the same if I'm going by stars, I would say probably about uh, three, three and a half stars. It's it's about the same. I'd say the triple threat and this match were pretty much the same. It's hard to say that either of those were the quote unquote worst matches because they were both really entertaining matches. And, you know, I'd probably favor this just because I, I really, you know, I'm a Finn Balor fan. So, you know, it was cool to see him and, and cool to see him pick up that dub. Um. So yeah, I I thought it was a really good match. You have to have Balor win. I mean, that's kind of obvious. I mean, he has to win his NXT return match. I, I don't really expect him to lose, and he has to keep his momentum uh, to to get this rivalry with Johnny Gargano going. Obviously, it's too bad that Johnny is hurt because I was hoping when he first. The heel turn coming back to NXT and everything. I was hoping to see that match at War Games, but I cannot wait to see those two get in the ring and and put on some classics because they're going to put on some all-time classics. That's just gold right there. You can just start printing the money for those two in the ring. And then you have the main event, the War Games match, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kylie O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong versus Team Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Djokovic, and a mystery partner. Ooh. I was like, I was talking to somebody in the crowd, like how insane would it be if CM Punk came out? He's, everybody would have... It would have been over with. It would have been over with if the... That would have been crazy. But that's unrealistic. We all know CM Punk's not coming back anytime soon. It would be awesome if he came back to NXT, though. I always thought, like, if he was going to come back this weekend, though, my thing was, like, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen at NXT, not Survivor Series. I just had a feeling about that. But I really did not know who it was going to be. To be honest, I didn't know who the mystery guy was going to be. Everybody was wondering that. They set it up where the Undisputed Era had the advantage. So, Ziaba's team, as the the last entrant is the mystery partner, and, and they have the clock going down. The clock hits zero for the last one, and there's just a pause. It was a good like, it was a good like twenty seconds before Kevin Owens' music hits, and oh my god, 
I am so glad I was recording that because I went crazy. The pop that he got was massive when his music hit. And I should have known it was going to be Kevin Owens because I saw the, the segment on Raw where Triple H told Kevin Owens he should come to NXT. And by the way, I don't think he's going to be a part of NXT because he was at Raw this past Monday night. So I think maybe it was just a one-time thing. But that being said, I was just, I was floored that it was Kevin Owens. I went crazy. The crowd went crazy. It was awesome. One of my favorite moments uh, being at a wrestling event live, I think that may have been my second favorite wrestling like fan moment. The first one, my favorite, like being in attendance live for a wrestling fan moment was definitely when under when that gong hit at battleground in, in st louis i had, i couldn't believe i had no idea undertaker was going to be there an absolute legend but this was this is probably my second favorite moment or maybe the ending of the match too but kevin owens coming out the crowd is going absolutely nuts um gotta give a shout out to keith lee man he is he is tearing it up right now. The two Ks, Kevin Owens and Keith Lee. I think those were the two main stars of this match. And obviously, you know, what can you say about him? I mean, daddy's home, as he says. I mean, that's he is awesome. You got to love the beard. He's just got that. He's just that that straight badass mentality that he has. I mean, he is just he is great. And he is a great foil. To Adam Cole, you know, eventually you know he's going to get a shot for that NXT championship. I wonder when that's going to be. But, man, I thought that everybody on every team really got their moments to shine. I was very, I was floored by how awesome this match was. You know, Kevin Owens comes out on fire. Um... I think that this match honestly may have been the best WWE match of the year. I, I saw a review that said one of the best WWE matches uh, from this reviewer. Um, uh, it's called the John Report from TGRWrestling.net. Go check it out if you're a wrestling fan. You want to you know, read reviews on wrestling shows, that's the guy to go. He's got all the classics, too. He's got like all the old WrestleManias and, and, and stuff like that, so... You ever want to read a review? Go check him out. He's awesome. But you know, he said one of the best WWE matches this year. I'm gonna go a step further than him, and I'm gonna say that this was the best WWE match of the year, in my opinion. Might be a little biased because I was there live, but this was another clear five star match. Um, slightly better than the women's, just because of the uh, the Kevin Owens coming out was amazing, and so. At the end, so there was five. First of all, there was five tables in the ring, which was nuts. There was three straight table spans in a matter of about a minute. So Kevin Owens hits O'Reilly through the table with the frog splash. Then Keith Lee um, gave Fish the power bomb off the off the top turnbuckle and through a table. 
But after those two, those two happen in like within about like 15 to 20 seconds. Then the focus goes to Tomasas Yampa and Adam Cole, who are both on the top of the cage. It was funny watching this because sometimes it was like, oh, what do we pay attention to? Because you're looking at one ring and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, we got to check the other one out. Something else is going on. It was just insane. So Siampa's got Cole on his back. He's standing on top of the cage. He falls backwards while holding him, holding Cole, into an air raid crash. And they go smashing through the two tables. And Siampa's just on top of Cole. Doesn't have to pin him or anything. His head's on top of him. Gets He counts the pin. And I'm looking at the, so it was a 38 minutes and 27 seconds. At that point in the match, match is over. Team Ciampa wins. How can you not love that match? I mean, if you have really anything negative to say, I don't know. Like, if you, people who say wrestling is fake, I will show you that right there and tell you, listen, I don't care what you say. You can't fake that. Even if those tables are quote unquote breakaway tables, that hurts. And those people who are, oh, do, 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 I could do that. Do, 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 like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure you could. Go ahead. Let let my mans pick you up like that and slam you through two tables. Come on. Let's see how you feel. Like, come on, man. They're doing this for our entertainment, man. They're sacrificing their lives, man. When Edge had to retire, he had... He could have been paralyzed for life. That's why he had to retire. That's why Daniel Bryan had to retire for a minute. Like, these guys are out here putting in work for the fans, for our entertainment. And I I love to sit back and appreciate greatness. And that was just absolute greatness. That is, that is definitely my favorite match I've ever seen live. That was awesome awesome man that was that was so good there were so many things to love about that i mean just just an insane spot i mean i didn't even mention when keith lee uh i forgot who it was he jumped over but he just he was running at and he just straight hopped him like he was ezekiel elliott or todd Gurley, just hurdled him i mean that man how can you not love i tweeted this during survivor series but how can you not love keith lee I mean, this guy is just, he is a big guy, but he is just super athletic. And that's what I love about Kevin Owens, too, is that he's like, he's a bigger guy, but he's so athletic. But man, with Keith Lee, it's to another level because Kevin Owens isn't even nearly as big as Keith Lee. And Keith Lee should not be doing what he does, able to jump off the ropes and stuff. I mean, that big people are not supposed to move like that. That is insane. Like, I could not even, I couldn't do half of what Keith Lee can do. And I'm way smaller than him. So, I mean, you got to respect that. But you just got to love what NXT War Games was. It was absolutely fantastic. There was, honestly, I really have nothing negative to say. I mean, I know that the, the two middle matches weren't as good as the, the first and last matches. But, I mean, you could... You could you could nitpick. You could say. I mean, you could. I saw a criticism was that they could have went for more pinfalls or submissions. I guess that's true. But 
I'm not. I don't really care as much. I thought that they did enough work. Um, it's hard for me to criticize what they did, especially like an event like this. Like I will definitely criticize WWE when they deserve it, but NXT War Games deserves no criticism. You know, I've gone on for almost 30 minutes about it. So I mean, can you tell that I loved it? I mean, I had an absolute blast. Um, there's really nothing negative I can say about that per se so now we move on to survivor series you start off in the the pre-show there was that tag team battle royale which ended up being won by Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode not really much to talk about to be honest I'm not going to get into too much detail about all of these matches. It wasn't very good, to be honest. Um, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship with Leo Rush versus Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa. A good match. It was a fast pace. Leo Rush wins. Um, so, I mean... Nothing nothing too big, nothing too great, but after this, that means it's one win for SmackDown, one win for NXT. Obviously, NXT is a part of Survivor Series now. I love that inclusion of it. I thought that was awesome. Then you had the New Day against the Viking Raiders against Undisputed Era with uh, O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Obviously, the New Day having Big E and Kofi Kingston. The Viking Raiders pick up the win. Uh, I thought this was a really entertaining match as well. So the kickoff show matches, you had two really entertaining matches. So I thought Survivor Series was off to a really good start. Um, a lot of times kickoff matches aren't very entertaining. But, I mean, you knew that the, the last match of the kickoff was going to be entertaining when you have the New Day in. guy like Kofi Kingston and, and Big E, you know, they, Kofi Kingston is... He puts on so many great matches. He's done it throughout his career. There's been a lot of bandwagon fans for him. I never heard people clamoring for him to be WWE champion, you know, four years ago. But I, I always wanted him to. There's a lot of guys that I wanted to be WWE champion. But that's besides the point. Um, Obviously, of Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Pyro goes off in the arena. Uh, nice to see that. Um. Kind of upset they didn't do that money in the bank in 2018. But I'm glad that they're bringing back Pyro. It looks like that's a big part of wrestling is the Pyro. So you have the first match, which is the 5-on-5 women's elimination match. You got Team SmackDown led by Sasha Banks, Team Raw led by Charlotte, and Team NXT led by Rhea Ripley. And I would say good match, about three stars. Um, was kind of upset that Sasha Banks lost. Um, if you know me at all, my wrestling opinion, Sasha Banks is my favorite WWE woman superstar. Honestly, she might be my favorite just WWE superstar in general. Um, that's hard to say. I mean, 
It's between her. I like Kofi Kingston a lot. AJ Styles has always been one of my guys. Uh, I'd probably lean towards AJ Styles. And this is... I know a lot of people come at AJ Styles. Like, this is what I mean about... I'm not going to get political or anything here. I don't really care about his beliefs. I'm talking about him as a wrestler. AJ Styles is the best... He's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Uh, Kevin Owens is another one of my favorites. Finn Balor. Uh, There's so many great wrestlers, but... In terms of WWE women, I really like Sasha Banks. Uh, Naomi is another one that I really like. I think that she's underutilized. But there's so many other great superstars that I didn't even mention. And I'd feel bad. Hey, Bray Wyatt or The Fiend now. Uh, love his new gimmick. But NXT wins. Um, so NXT is up 2-1-1. to That is very surprising. Um, looks like they are going... Heavy for NXT. I like that a lot. I was hoping to see Sasha Banks pick up the win, but at least she survived till the end. So, and then (laughs) one thing that I found funny is after that, they have Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins in the locker room, kind of arguing, bickering or whatever. Seth Rollins questioning his allegiance. So there's those bands on all their arms with the, you know, SD for SmackDown and then the, the R for Raw. And when I saw it, I'm like, that looks like the Team Rocket R. And lo and behold, next thing I know when I go on Twitter, I see, did anybody else think of this? And so they had they put the the James hair on Kevin Owens and the and the Jesse hair on Seth Rollins, and then they put Meowth in the middle of them, photoshopped in. I thought that was hilarious. Um, that's that's exactly what I thought of when I saw that R band. I'm like, oh, Team Rocket, there you go. So then you have the next match which was Shinsuke Nakamura uh, accompanied by Sami Zayn versus Roderick Strong versus AJ Styles. And you just knew that this was going to be a fantastic match. It was one thing that was tough is because they're all heels. It was hard for them to, to pick up a lot of heat just because, you know, you're in a situation where you got three heels, but I mean, technically speaking, this was one of the best technical wrestling matches of the year, of course. Styles, Nakamura, and Strong, like you knew it was going to be fantastic. I'd probably say about a four-star match. I mean, it was very good. The thing that was holding it back, of course, was a lot of heat behind it. It's hard to get heat when you have three heels. It's the heel versus heel thing is hard. Now you got three heels going against each other. A little hard. Um... Styles hits that phenomenal forearm on Nakamura. And Strong comes in and just throws Styles out of the ring and steals the win. My question was, Sami Zayn, why are you so slow to come help him out? That was my question. Like I was wondering about when is Sami Zayn going to break up a pin. And he he was too slow, I guess, to to get the pin, uh, to, to stop Roderick Strong's pin, and Roderick Strong straight steals a win, so now NXT's up 3-1-1, one to one. and I thought it was a great way for Strong to pick up the win, uh, the Undisputed Era continues to be a hot, hot group right now, even though they lose at War Games, they continue to pick up wins at Survivor Series, and you go to the next match 
which was the NXT Championship match. And again, I mentioned it earlier. This was a four-star, four-and-a-half-star, really, match. Pete Dunne, Adam Cole, um, two of NXT's best. They gave him a long time. They gave him, I mean, long for, especially for Survivor Series where there's so many matches. They got about 14, I think it was like 14 minutes exactly. Uh, Let's see, 14 minutes and 10 seconds. So that's a good amount of time for them to get, and I'm glad that they got that much time. I guess I'm not surprised that Cole kept the title. I think, but when I was at War Games, I'm just like, how is Cole supposed to keep that title after that? But they played in that they both had injuries. I just thought it was was great. Uh, Cole hits the last shot knee to the back of the head to pick up the win. Great match again. Great job by those two. Again, two of NXT's best. The next match was the Universal Championship match, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. I personally love The Fiend's character. Um, another good match, probably like a three-star match. Brian came very close to winning, uh, but The Fiend just is too hard to put away, and I think that The Fiend deserves to go on. I would like to see him hold this past WrestleMania. I would like to see him. This is WrestleMania 36 next year. I would honestly, I want to see him drop the title at WrestleMania 37. Uh, that's that's the type of run I want the fiend, you know, Bray Wyatt to go on, you know, th- to make up for his his last run. But I I need an an all-time dominant type run or at least let him hold it past WrestleMania and all the way to SummerSlam at least. You know, I believe that the fiend deserves a year-long reign. He he's the type of guy who deserves that type of reign and then have somebody who who's deserving pull off the upset and it'll mean a lot to beat him finally. I'm glad that he won the title from Seth Rollins. We all know that it was bogus how he didn't get it the first time and that terrible decision to stop stop a Hell in a Cell match. I, you know, I don't know what they were thinking. That's the type of thing that makes me question why I watch wrestling, but they make up for it with letting him win over at Crown Jewel. My thing with The Fiend, my only problem is the red light. Why do they consistently persist on using this red light during the matches? I know that it's got to be rough. Because I've heard, I've seen on Twitter that people are complaining being there live. It's weird. So I know, you know, watching on TV, I don't know. It's it's all right, I guess. I just, I think it's unnecessary. I don't think you need that red light, to be honest with you. And I find it funny how when they describe him as this monster, I just think it's very funny how they how the announcers like the way that they describe him is pretty funny. Especially like if you if you're listening to it and you're in the other room, like you're doing something, grabbing some food or whatever, and you're not watching. It is really funny to hear them talk about Bray Wyatt the way that they do. Um, so then you have the next match, which was the uh, traditional five on five men's survivor series elimination match team raw led by seth rollins team smackdown led by roman reigns and team nxt led by tomaso siampa okay let's get this out of the way walter being eliminated first by drew mcintyre was absolutely stupid 
That was dumb. Everybody was mad about it on Twitter. I was mad. I I was confused. It's like you blink and Walter is gone. That was stupid. Like, you really, really? Why would he be the first one to go? I wanted to see more of Walter, and I could tell everybody else did. I think that was a common theme. But again, it, it was, a again, another uh, really good match. I wouldn't say really good. It was it was a fun match, but it wasn't a great match per se. About a three star, maybe f- near four, maybe three and a half. We'll give it. Yeah, we can give it a three and a half stars. But it was only about seven minutes. That was no, it wasn't seven minutes, but. You know what? No. That was that was like a four and a half star match. Eh, maybe that's... Yeah, it was like a four star match, I would say. Yeah, I was going to say, I totally read the wrong... Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, wait, seven minutes? Yeah, that was almost 30 minutes. Yeah, t- uh, 29 minutes and 27 seconds was the official time of this match. Um, I read the complete wrong one. I read the next one. I was going to say, wait a minute. There's no way that was seven minutes. Was I tripping? (laughs) No. I was completely sober watching this. (laughs) So there's no way. Yeah, 29 minutes, 27 seconds was the time. Uh, I'd say at least four stars. You got to give it at least four stars. We'll get four stars. What an awesome match. It's not a surprise that Roman Reigns picks up the win. But how about Keith Lee? Getting his moment. When Tommaso gets eliminated by Seth Rollins, I was like, oh my God. Rollins and Reigns are going to take out Keith Lee. And then Keith Lee straight pinned Seth Rollins. I was so pumped. I wasn't even that mad. I mean, I was a little upset, of course, that Roman Reigns won. I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but I also don't hate him anymore. Um, I think that he gets a lot of unnecessary flack. I don't think he's the greatest wrestler of all time or anything, but I think he's a lot better than than people give him credit for. He's put on some classic matches, obviously with great competitors. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's as bad as people want to make him out to be. But, man, Keith Lee, the Keith Lee Roman Reigns moment, that was straight epic. That was awesome. That would have been worth the price of admission to Survivor Series to see that. And then the next match, honestly, after that would as well. But seeing Keith Lee get his moment, even though Reigns picks up the win, that does nothing to ruin Keith Lee's momentum. I mean, Roman Reigns has beaten everybody in in WWE currently. So for him to test Reigns the way he did, I thought it was awesome. They, they gave him almost 30 minutes. Outstanding match. NXT... The lead is now down to three, two to one with SmackDown with two. The next match was at no holds barred for the no disqualification for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar against Rey Mysterio. I did like how Paul Heyman threw a little Spanish in there when he takes the mic. And I find it funny how the announcers, every time they say, and his opponent, like Paul Heyman isn't about to snatch that mic right out of their hand. And I love how Paul Heyman always gives out that little smirk. You, you can't help but love Paul Heyman and his his little mini promos. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Like you, you can't not love that from Paul Heyman. But 
The Rey Mysterio Brock Lesnar match, a fun match. This was the match that was about seven, almost seven minutes. Uh, they clocked them at six minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Um, it was a fun match. I gotta say, I think the crowd, maybe the Keith Lee moment, they were pretty hyped. But I think the most hype they got was when his son came out. They hit him with the low blows. They get him with the chair shots. Dominic and Rey Mysterio hit the double six one nine. Dominic hits the the cross body, and then Rey Mysterio hits him with the or with the sorry with the frog splash, and then Rey hits the splash. Rey covers him. Dom gets on top of him. I really thought that Rey Mysterio was about to be the WWE champion. I would have been totally cool with it. What a great near fall that was. The fans definitely wanted it to be it. I wanted it to be it. I just found myself like, oh, heck yeah, Rey Mysterio, WWE champion. Why not? But Mysterio jumps off the top. Lesnar catches him, hits him with the F5. Lesnar picks up the win. Obviously, no surprise there. The surprise to me was how entertaining that match was for a seven-minute match. Uh, You can't really give it more than three stars, to be honest, but a very fun match. And I'm going to give him three stars for it. I thought it was a very exciting match. You know, it was only seven minutes. That crowd exploded for the end, uh, which was nice to see. I think that part of the reason that the crowd was a little dead and they got hyped at moments. Listen, people go to these events like the same events back to back, especially four straight events. It's hard to be as invested when you had NXT TakeOver War Games the night before, which was an A-plus show. So, the the main event, which, again, wasn't terrible. Becky Lynch, Bailey, Shayna Baszler. It was an average match. And that's the problem. That was a hyped match. There were posters all... I was in War Games. They had the posters for it. It did not live up to the hype. Um, you know, Becky Lynch was the baby face, but nobody really seemed to care. You know, I like Becky Lynch, but her fans have ruined her for me. I really did like Becky Lynch. I've got the shirt that says Becky Two Belts. It's a cold shirt. She's it's black and white, but the belts are colored. She got when she won those two championships at WrestleMania. It's an awesome shirt, and I was happy for Becky Lynch to win that match but I'm just not a huge fan of what they did it it wasn't a terrible match I don't I don't even want to harp on it I thought Survivor Series was very good event I think they needed a spot like a table spot or something like that an announce table even they needed some kind of spot to to get it going, you know, there just wasn't anything that you, that you loved. Uh, NXT picks up the win, four to two to one, with Shayna Baszler picking up that win. Um, yeah, the ending was cool. Bailey goes for the elbow drop. Baszler moves and then gets the the Kirifuda clutch submission. It's a great name for a submission, by the way. But she locks in that choke, and it's over with. She tried to 
Bailey tried to fight it off for a minute, but she couldn't. Taps out. 18 minutes, 10 seconds. The match felt a lot longer than that. That felt like a 30-minute match, to be honest. And that's not a good thing. That is not a good thing when you have... um, You know, when you think that match is a lot longer than it was. And not for the good reasons. And again, I'm a big fan of Bailey, especially her heel turn. It's gotten a little stale, I think, though. You know, there were a little bit of cheers. Uh, Becky Lynch, you know, goes ham on Baszler after the match. Again, I think... I think that the, I think it was a good event, you know. Like I said, I gave NXT Takeover an A plus. Survivor Series about a B, B minus. You know, good spots, not so good spots. Um, the star of the night was Keith Lee, of course. He was awesome. That was my favorite moment of the night. Also the, the Rey Mysterio moment, but it was not a great show. It wasn't. It was not a great show. Um, definitely was happy that I picked War Games over Survivor Series. War Games was a lot cheaper too, um, and it was it would have been worth it to pay the Survivor Series tickets prices. It would have been worth it to pay hundred bucks for War Games. There was only four matches on the card. Like I said, I'm always gonna say this about uh, WWE and just stuff in general. It, it applies to Star Wars specifically as well. That's what keeps popping in my mind. But quality over quantity, quality will always beat quantity every time. Every time. And that that was proven again as NXT TakeOver War Games was far superior to Survivor Series. Not that Survivor Series was bad. Not at all. It was a good... There have been way worse pay-per-views over the last few years in WWE. Don't get me wrong. Because if it was bad, I would be going off on it right now. It was not bad at all. It was It was good. You can't say that if you pay $9.99 for WWE Network, you didn't get your money's worth because you watched War Games the night before. But even if you didn't, it's worth 10 bucks. Come on now. You've seen a lot worse pay-per-views than that. Believe you me, I know what that's like. But that is all the time we're going to have for you uh, for Change the Game, this first wrestling edition. Um, there will be two more episodes I'm fairly certain uploading this week. One for sure I recorded months and months ago. I recorded it basically like a week after Avengers Endgame came out on Blu-ray. That's basically a summary and my thoughts on Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and which movie I think is superior out of the two and just the the greatness of those two movies put together. Um, And then the fourth episode will be a boxing episode covering the Deontay Wilder fight from Saturday night which was awesome by the way as well for me because I'm a Deontay Wilder fan but again have a happy Thanksgiving thanks for listening Uh, enjoy football food Black Friday shopping Uh, enjoy your weekend rivalry Saturday for college football Michigan Ohio State Alabama Auburn enjoy all that And have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening.